Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> Is up everyone welcome back to another episode of the moto aftermath show episode number 157 i'm your host travis we are here wrapping up uh some of the action from orlando one this is our final 250 east round uh for the current time they're going to go on a little bit of a break here for and i say little about two and a half months uh so we're going to start to see the 250 east guy or i'm sorry the 250 west guys coming in next week at Orlando 2. Before we get started here, let's thank our show sponsors. First off, being with us from the beginning, TLR Coatings. They are your number one source for custom powder coating, ceramic coating, aka Cerakoting, and vapor blasting located in Michigan. TLRcoatings.com. Make sure to look them up. Follow them on all the major, uh, major social media networks. They have tons of awesome projects all the time. Also on board with us as a presenting sponsor this year, Premier Custom Trailers. Do you need a trailer, commercial or recreational? Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs. Sales, service, parts, or rentals, they do it all. PremierCustomTrailers.com, located five minutes south of Kalamazoo on US-131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan. They put the custom in customer service. Also want to thank our friends over at the Dirt Bike Depot. Uh, make sure to check them out at the Dirt Bike Depot on all the major social media networks. And you can look them up online at thedirt-bikedepot.com. Uh, they have tons of used, gently used, and brand new gear, hard parts, etc., um, for sale, so you can check them out. All sorts of killer deals over there. Like I said, I'm looking at some foot pegs from them right now. They have all sorts of helmets, gloves, uh, pants, jerseys, all sorts of stuff like that. Like I said, at a discounted rate. Um, and then our final sponsor, who's on board helping us out with some prizes for our fantasy shows. So we're just showing them some love across all our platforms. Would be JT Cycles, located in Bell Creek, Michigan. Uh, they have Husky, Gas Gas, I believe it's Steel uh power sports and uh lawn care products that the steel stuff does uh so make sure to look them up i think it's jtcycles.com i don't have that one written down because i'm awesome at this um but anyway they're on board with us uh again this is episode number 157 make sure to like subscribe comment down below now i know i promised you guys we would be doing more in studio shows however this is Sunday, February 14th. I'm recording this, and as most of you know, this is Valentine's Day. So uh, Justin and Cole kind of went MIA on me. Cole is going to try to call in a bit later, so we may have him on. We may not. I'm not sure. Um, Justin is MIA for the day, so who knows when he's coming back. Uh, but we are here going to break it down. So I'm basically going to do somewhat of a solo monologue here. We are going to get... Uh, Gonna get Kevin Moran's on here in just a few minutes uh, to talk about the race and his spectacular race. Uh, if you want to listen to us instead of watch us on YouTube, you can always uh, find us on all the major 
on all the major podcast networks right now. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, and Spotify. So make sure to go check that out. Also, make sure to check out our new fantasy podcast. Uh, let's see what else we got here. So basically, we'll break into the Orlando 2. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to take a quick break here. It'll be like a half a second for you guys. I'm going to get Kevin Morans on the phone, talk to us about his night, talk to us about the weather, talk to us about the track, and talk to us about the 250 East class and going forward with 450s because he's moving to the 450 class for the West Coast round. So just a quick sec, and we'll get Kev on. All right, and now as promised, privateer hero on the line with us here, Kevin Morans. Kev, what's up, man? How are you, how you doing? Not much, man. We're doing good. We're doing good. You still in Florida enjoying that weather, I see. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I hate you right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm chilling outside in shorts and a T-shirt just looking at the ocean. Uh, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. Okay. Well, I know. I know. It's uh, it's Valentine's Day, so thanks for taking the, uh, the time out of your busy uh, love life here to uh, help us out on the show. <laughs> <laughs> luckily your dirt bike gave you a few minutes off here so you can uh you know help us yeah, out with exactly stuff. right so, um, my life yeah well my other co-host bailed on me so i'm like oh okay i guess i'm flying solo again today which is fine whatever i'll, yeah. make, it, I'll make it work i'm gonna be like better than weege at this stuff eventually is what's gonna happen so uh, there you go. There you go. So anyway, uh, so Orlando won here the final 250 East round for you here for basically like two and a half months. Um, we did a th- yeah. we did a bit of a throwback track. I think it was supposed to be like the last time we were there in 07 or whatever. Um, so let's start with the track and kind of the weather because the weather was shit in the morning, uh, but the track seemed to shape up okay. So just run us through what you thought of. Weather, conditions, track, that kind of stuff. Let's let's start there. Okay, so we'll just start from the very beginning. Uh, I wake up in the morning. I stayed with a buddy, Colt Eigman, and his family in Titusville. And so we wake, we wake up, and we knew that uh, we were already going to be, like, normal schedule. I didn't have to be on the track until, like, 1230. So I was like, all right, I'll get up, do a little bit of yoga, do some stretching and whatnot. And so that's what I did. And then while I was doing yoga and stretching uh, – I got an email saying that we got delayed. So like, we don't, I don't, you know, there's no free practice. They cut that out. It's just straight to qualifying sessions. And I was really confused because it was not raining. Uh, podcast. Um, sorry about that. But, uh, <laughs> That's um, a, who is that? Does he, yeah, no, you're all good. Does he want on? <laughs> yeah, that was cold. That was cold. Man. Yeah. Great. Tell, tell, him, to, tell, tell him to call you and jump on right now. We'll put him on too. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> he said he wants you to call in and he'll put you on too. <laughs> uh, Travis with Moto Aftermath. Yeah. So anyway, um, so I was looking at my phone and we got delayed and I was really confused because it wasn't raining here. And then I see the Instagram stories from like Swap Moto Live and Supercross and stuff. And it is absolutely downpouring uh, at the track. So I'm just like, dude, it is going to be literally a lake by the time we get there, which it was. Like looking at the the videos, I have no idea how the track ended up being as great as it was. So complete hats off to the whole track crew and everybody who did that because they made it happen and they made it happen incredibly well. But that's pretty much the gist. Is we were I was expecting it to be an absolute mud hole, 
qualifying one was pretty slippery. Transitions were trash. But by the time qualifying two came around, uh, it was a big difference because I actually get around the track, do the big rhythms. And then by the time the night show started, the track was bitching. Okay, what was the what was the dirt like? Because last time they were there, they said it was hard pack. Obviously, it's been like 14 years since Supercross has been at that stadium. Uh, was it still a hard pack? Was it was it a little? Yeah, softer? it was definitely definitely no. It was definitely hard. Okay. Um, obviously, a little softer in the transitions just because of the rain. Okay. Um, but it was a pretty hard track through and through, and I'd have to, I would have to say. Okay. All right. Um, and then what did you think of the track layout overall? Because, like I said, they did kind of the throwback to 07, but then we added a couple things. Like, I know the little wall jump before you went across in front of the start gate, I think it was. Um, I know that was that was something that they added to kind of slow you guys down. I don't really know if there was a whole bunch of other changes to it. Um, but what, what did you think of the track layout? Because I, I have a couple of thoughts on it just from watching on TV, but what was it like riding it? Um, overall, I thought it was pretty good. Really honest, I think it was pretty one-lined um, for the faster guys, I would say, or like, for instance, like us in the 2VD class, the ones that are hitting the big rhythms. It's a large majority of it's pretty one-lined. Um, but overall, I didn't think it was too bad. I thought it was actually kind of, you know, there were some options in the rhythms or some big rhythm lanes that had bigger options, which I loved because I was able to get those down. Um, I was not a fan whatsoever of right after the mechanics area, the little like three hump, then two to the supercross triple. Did you struggle in that? That cause... was, yeah, dude, I really okay. struggled in that. Like, I... and that, I just, I'm not a fan because I struggled and I'm sure other people liked it, thought it was fun. I sucked at it. My bike was just pushing right through. Um, instead of like trying to go single double or even like wheelie double, double before the triple, like I would just like skim the first three and then pretty much feel like I was going to flip over the bars over the double before the triple. So like I just struggled in that quite a bit, but I mean, other than that, I thought the track was pretty decent, especially for what conditions we had coming into the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I was fully convinced that's at, early in the morning that it was going to be a full mutter. And then I looked at the weather and I'm like, eh, it's supposed to stop at like four. So maybe so. Yeah. And then, yeah, like exactly. you said, by the time you guys got out there, it didn't look terrible. Um, I did see you struggle in that little section before that triple there, after you went across the start straight in front of the start gate there. Yeah. Uh, Cause you were on TV. I think it was early on in the main, I think is what it was. Maybe. Yeah. No, that's what it was. Cause I was watching again today and yeah, I definitely saw you like blip through there almost fucking hit your front wheel on that last big hump before the triple. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, bro. oh, buddy. Let's oh, just, I know. Let's just yeah, tone her down. Trust me, it got sketchy on that. Hey, but that's okay. Dude, we got so great job, by the way, last night, lining up next to, uh, was it Craig or Nichols that you lined up next to? And they, they fucking were zoomed. I think it was, did you line up next to Craig? Am I right? Am I no, right? it was Nichols. Okay. I say, anyway, you were on TV. <laughs> I sent you the picture earlier. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, we're on TV again. This is fucking great. So <laughs> That Moto Aftermath is nice and big right oh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that big logo. My buddy's like, my buddy's like, where's your logo at? And I'm like, pause. I'm like, dude, it's right there on the bike. And then Ashley's like, it's right there on his jersey too, dumbass. And I was like, yeah, hey, yeah, look. That, wow, it's huge there. We're good. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're making it happen. I appreciate the Patreon support, my man. Oh, yeah, man. Well, hey, it was dude, it was awesome. And you had a you had a great night last night. What were you? 4th in the heat and then 7th in the main? Was that 
Correct. Yes. Okay. How was that? Uh, how how was it in the main there? Because you got off the gate great. You went into that first corner great, and I think you came out like third. So uh, what's it what's it like running that pace up front with those guys? Um, not bad to be honest. Like I honestly kind of matched a large majority of where they were. Like the right. So let's just go from the start. So like, you know, going table or single over table three three triple. You know, coming into the whoops, like from there to there, it was pretty much even. Uh, they all pulled me in the whoops. I sucked in the whoops last night. Just going to be straight up and honest about that. So, like, they definitely got me there. But then even from, like, right after the whoops to uh, through that next section over the big triple turn, you go two, two, three into the corner, pretty even there. Um, I think some of the top guys were going three, two, one before the uh, finish line. I was just going two, two, two. Um, so they probably had a little bit of an advantage there, but like overall, a large majority of the track, dude, I honestly did not get gapped by them very bad. I don't think, but in the whoops, I was just getting killed straight up. Did you, um, did you go down? So, the, did you go down the left side of the whoops all night or did you try the right side? I went right side pretty much all night. Okay. I was say, cause I remember you being on TV once going down the left and the left was not great there. So maybe the middle was no. the section. But yeah. I remember you on the left, and you somebody was passing you. I don't remember if it's Schmoda or who, but somebody was getting you in the whoops right there. And I was like, "Oh, yep, yeah, that that's not good look there." <laughs> but we were on TV, so yeah, that was no. great, dude. I mean, that was awesome. But yeah, other than that, no, your your speed and stuff definitely looked uh, looked pretty up to par, especially you know going against some star Yamaha boys there. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, let's face <laughs> I it. appreciate that. Yeah, so. Um, okay. So, uh, that was your, that was your best ever, right? Like your best, uh, best finish for a main, right? It was seventh. Yes. Yeah. Nice. That was my career best. Nice. Nice. Um, and honestly, I should have had six. That was just, that's on me. Just kind of making stupid little mistakes at the end. And, um, breweries got around me, so we should have held down six. So, hmm. I mean, as happy as I want to be, you know, there's still that, that part inside of me, like Kevin, you had six and you let it go. So yeah. we'll get it. That's okay, man. That's okay. Well, it's, we're making strides and now, now we're moving. Um, but before we move on to what's coming for you here, what let's run through a privateers day of prepping for a mud race. Cause I know we talked, uh, Thursday or Friday, I think it was, and you were headed to get roll offs and stuff. How how do you prep yes. for a mud race, like bike-wise, gear-wise, et cetera? Because we all know, like, the factory guys, we see that. They've got foam here, foam there, and they have dudes that do everything and for them, so, you know, whatever. How does a privateer prep so that you hopefully don't blow up your bike and or grenade yourself in a mud race? So when we were coming into the race or going to the stadium and we knew that all the rain was coming in, like I was actually like talking to a few people, like, do we ride the race bike or the practice bike? Like, do we not even mess around with the race bike? I fully expected it to be a complete monitor, like you said. But when we got there and I looked at the track and on the track viewing or whatever, since we don't get track walk anymore because of COVID, um, everything was dry besides the starting stretch and some of the straightaways. So I was like, like for sure, okay, we're going race bike then. Um, and then honestly, man, if it was a real, real mutter, my prep would have been different, but for me knowing what it was, uh, and expecting the rain the day before it actually happened. Uh, so Friday, like, yeah, I got three sets of roll off set up. Um, Ryan over at, uh, with Oakley kind of got me hooked up with that stuff. 
And uh, so I was pretty prepared for worst case scenario. But when it comes to like foam and bikes and gear and stuff like that, I didn't really do a whole lot because one, I didn't have anything. <laughs> like I didn't have foam and I didn't have, you know, a bunch of special things for my bikes and whatnot. Um, I didn't put anything over my radiators because I knew it wasn't going to be super bad for a large majority of the track. And uh, obviously I kind of expected myself to get out front anyway. So like I didn't really do a whole lot, if I'm being really honest. I got goggles and gear ready and I had an extra helmet set in there with extra pads and whatnot. So I could at least swap the pads, obviously, since we do the helmet wraps every weekend. Um, but other than that, man, it was pretty simple. I just set up an extra set of goggles, had it set up with Chris, my mechanic. And uh, yeah, that was kind of all she wrote. It ended up being dry, which was a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the mud races, they're interesting for a fan, but they're still kind of boring at the same time. After about five laps, it's yeah. boring. And it's just like, okay, is anybody going to blow up? Because if nobody blows up, then we're done. It's There's no point. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, cool. So moving forward here, you are, uh, you're continuing to ride. You're not taking the next two and a half months off. You're going 450 status here. Um, so yeah. I guess talk to us a little bit about that. Thoughts going forward here. Um, did you get a 450? You have a 450 with you? What's the, what's the plan yeah, with so that? I have, so I have a 450. I have a 2019 450. Okay. So, so one I had last year, um, it's all set up for supercross rated rip. Now, if I'm being really honest, like I, I'm actually going to call tomorrow and ask these questions, uh, because I need to sign up still. So I need to pay my entry fees, my COVID test, all that BS. But there's probably a 75% chance I race this coming weekend and on the 250 in the 450 class. Okay. And then wait until Daytona to come out on the 450. Cause I'm just being really honest. One, I'm ripping on the 250 right now. Two, I've had less than a day and a half of supercross on a 450. Um, <laughs> so I don't really see that being a very wise option with a lot of rain in the forecast, uh, coming up this week as well. So it's going to be tough to ride all week. So like, 75% chance I'm going to be on a 250 this weekend. Um, and then, because we race this weekend in Orlando, then next weekend is off, and then the weekend after that's Daytona. So technically I'm going to have two weeks after this next race to get a little bit of time on the 450 and to make a true debut on the 450 in the 450 class at Daytona is kind of what I'm thinking. Okay. Because there's definitely not something you want to do, just jump out on the 450 with zero time on it on a supercross track like yeah i'll be just fine in all the rhythms and everything but last thing i want to do is do something dumb and get whiskey in the whoops or something like that so it doesn't bother me i'm gonna play it safe whatever i feel comfortable with um if i can get a day of riding on the 450 this week and i like it we'll send it but i would probably have to say it's a 75 percent chance i'm on the 250 this weekend what uh what are our goals going in here on the 450? Is it night show? Is it main? Um, is it night? Well, night show, night show for sure. Main's gonna be very, very tough. But that's my goal to at least make a main through my 450 racing. Um, and that's just being realistic. Like, yeah, I can sit here and say, oh, we'll make every main, but dude, that's gonna be gnarly. Trust me, those dudes yep. ride very aggressive and they ride 450s. So like, especially being on a 250 in round one, you know, transferring straight from a heat races going to be very 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 tough so like with your boys start and say it's a little bit shorter start like i have no doubts whatsoever i can still be in that top five off the start in the lcq and as long as i run clean laps because that's really all you really need in the lcq is to get a decent start and run clean laps stay out of the carnage and i think that there's a pretty good possibility to come out of that 
But, uh, no, biggest thing is just making it a night show, have fun, get some experience with the big dogs, and, um, yeah, work into getting into some main events in the 450 class would be huge. Sweet. I mean, you picked a hell of a time because there were only, like, two or three dudes that just came back, <laughs> like, in Orlando mm-hmm. 1. And then yeah. I think there's, like, a couple more that I know Sexton at some point here is due back. And then I think Anstey is coming back relatively soon, too. So, you know, you p- you picked a good time to jump over. It's it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just perfect timing. But, no, I'm keeping my goals realistic. Okay. All right. That's good. Um now you've watched the race back, obviously. So at some point today, um, so I guess a couple questions. Number one, uh, what were your uh, what were your thoughts on the whole the whole Craig thing uh, with the crash and the fucking up his wrist and then coming back and getting third last night? What did you? So what you I have that? not watched it. Oh man! Oh, I have gosh. not watched it. But You're slacking. I did watch. I did watch the uh, two, the second two fifty heat race like obviously on the TV as soon as I got back from my heat race. So I saw the whole Craig thing. Um, shitty deal. I mean, it's just part of racing and whatnot. Um, I don't know how bad he hurt his wrist. So like, I don't, I can't sit here and say whether he was a tough son of a gun or if he was being a little bit of a baby, but I mean, to have something like that happen to regroup and, uh, get on the podium, that's a pretty big deal. So that's pretty good for him. Yeah, it was, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, I'm not a huge Craig guy. There's some, uh-huh. there's some th- some mannerisms about him that I don't care for. <laughs> so, that yeah. that whole situation last night, I was kind of like, eh, you know, and I'm getting real tired of the, uh, oh What's my the- gosh, you know, I fought through this and all this crap. Like, okay, bud, you fell, you hurt your wrist, you sat there on the ground and shook your head like it was broke into a gazillion pieces. Like, dude, I, honestly, he did. I was like, I honestly, the way he was, lo- was sitting there, I'm like, his season's over. Yeah, that's, he was kind of being. I don't know if he's being a little bit of a, bit of a baby about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how bad he got hurt. You know, maybe he was just tough as hell and came through and podium still, or maybe he was just being a little bit of a little soft. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not for me to judge. I don't know. Well, hey, man, I I'm not racing this stuff, so I'll judge all I want to. And it, it was it, that was I don't know. I feel like there were some dramatics going on there, and then. Like I said, I, I'm getting somewhat tired of the getting in the mains and, and, you know, winning or getting on the podium and then crying and whatever else. Like, bro, you've done this before. You've been at this for a long time. Like, this is great that you're having a halfway decent season, but at the same time, you probably should have done this 15 years ago. So let's just, you know, <laughs> yeah. let's just be realistic here. Like, good on you, but at the same time, Colt's still whooping your ass, so... Colt's whipping your ass. Yeah. There's a seventeen year old that keeps taking you to Pound Town every few races too. So because let's yeah, face it, Gold, Golden Jet was on it again last night. Now I think he's got the I think he's got the what do they call it? The so- sophomore slump or whatever. Which I guess if you want to call it that. I mean basically he either <laughs> it's either checkers or records for him as far as I can tell. Like he either goes out and just completely dominates or he's probably on the ground at some point. So All right, good talk. What did you say? I said <laughs> I said with Jet it's either checkers or records for him, man. He's either uh he's either winning the race or he's on the ground. So and when he wins, oh, yeah, for he, sure. he definitely dominates. Like he had Colt all over him last night, and he still managed to, you know, pull away from him. So I thought, I don't know, I thought that was pretty good. So, 
But then, like I said, you get into yeah. these off weeks, and all of a sudden he's on the ground forty-seven times. So, um, anybody in how two- much did he? How much did he win by? I don't remember to be if we're being really honest. I made tacos. Was Colt right, like right on him? Uh, he was on him for a fair amount of the race, but I don't know how close they were at the end. I'm gonna be real honest with you, dude. I made tacos yesterday, and I snacked on tacos and drank all day. So by the time the race came on, I was a little fuzzy, and uh, my attention span wasn't super great. So I don't remember all the details. Plus, my fantasy wasn't going well. Like it was a bad situation for me all the way around. So. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I don't remember exactly what he was like when we got to the end, but it, he withstood some pressure. He handled it well and he took that home. So, um, but again, I mean, it was his day like we've seen before. What was it? Houston, two or whatever, where he won. Like, he, it was his day all day long. He did not look like he put a foot out of place. So, um, anybody coming yeah. up, anybody coming up in 250 West that you're, uh, you're on the lookout for, or excited to see ride? Um, yeah, my boy Colton, I've been the one that I'm staying with. I'm excited to see him ride. Um, man, there's going to be a lot of guys in that West coast. So I'm honestly just excited to watch it. <laughs> it is. It is. There's going to be a lot of dudes there. So that'll be cool to see. Excited to get some fresh, fresh blood back on the, uh, back on the circuit here. So, um, okay. Anything else you want to talk about, man? I've taken up enough of your time here so unless there's something else you want to talk about right now i can uh i can let you go here and uh we'll we'll talk to you next week after you uh dip your toes in this 450 class man after we punch it into the main on our 450 pro debut i mean that would be great if you can do that i'm gonna be super impressed to be really honest with you (laughs) as deep as this class hey man that's that's what we're here to do. I mean, Let's go get it done. I mean, I, I there's crazier things I could see happening. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, fuck. Justin Brayton was leading the race at one point last night. So, I mean, sh- fucking shit's wild. So. There you go. So, yeah. all right, cool, man. Well, have a good week down there. Again, I hate you because you're in that weather, but don't worry, I'm also going to Florida next month, so it's fine. Uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, we'll talk to you next week, buddy. Thank you. Alrighty. Yep. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yep. All right. Well, some good insight there from our friend Kevin Moran. So uh, we thank him once again for coming on the show. May have a couple other special guests uh, next week on the show as well. Um, so let's move on. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit more here about racing. So number one, as I kind of mentioned to Kevin, let's talk about the 250 class a little bit more here. Let's talk about Jet Lawrence. Now Jet is going through what I what I said was somewhat like a sophomore slump, and to call it a slump is really too really to degrade what he's doing because he is showing a lot of promise like we thought we had promise last year from him coming in as his rookie season and this year it's just getting even better however he is still young and you can see that you have the off races you have houston one you have houston three um you have the indie rounds where he's hitting the deck a lot and again that is just an age thing I believe. I believe as he gets older here, you're going to see more and more and more nights like we've been seeing, like Houston 2, like Orlando 1, where he just goes out all day, doesn't put a finger or a foot wrong, and just rides the wheels off that bike and just dominates absolutely everyone. Colt Nichols last night, again, doing what he needs to do. Looked great all day, was challenging Jet in the main, knew he didn't have to beat Jet, 
And so finally just settled into second there, took the second place, put a couple more points on Craig, and is has this um, this 250 East Championship well in hand with two rounds to go, basically. And then you have Craig, who again is your challenger. Now, rough night for him, the whole scrubbing the triple to the crash thing. That was kind of a bummer, uh, but again... What are you going to do? It was just a racing incident, basically, so not a whole lot you can do. Luckily, he did get up and managed to salvage points there in the main, so pulling in that third place, only losing a couple more. So he's still within striking distance. I believe he's only, is he eight points back now? Um, so that's still within striking distance with two to go. If he beats Colt uh, and goes into the final round with five points, that's an east-west shootout, well, then he's right there in the thick of things making stuff happen. Uh, for this uh, this 250 East Championship. Joe Schmoda had another solid ride last night. Um, again, he's just Joe, and he's just solid. He, uh, he didn't look great, didn't look awful last night. It was just kind of an okay so-and-so night for him. And then after that, you pretty much fall into the privateers. I mean, Oldenburg showed some speed, but again, it, he's Mitchell Oldenburg, so you kind of know what you're getting there. He can be balls out fast and, like, challenging for the lead, and then he'll hit the ground, and his night will be over. So I'm super happy to get into the 250 West here. There is an absolute gaggle of guys coming in uh, for, the, for the 250 West, and Justin's not here to remind me all of them, but you have Hunter Lawrence for sure is a guy to watch out for. We've seen him on a couple Supercrosses at the Salt Lake Cities last year. Um, but you didn't really get a chance to see him really stretch his wings and fly. Um, we did see him. Oh, where else did we see him? Was he at? He was at Tampa, I think, and uh, messing with Austin Forkner. Um, so, again, very interested to see now that he's had somewhat of a full offseason here in training and comes in hopefully healthy to see how he does. Star Yamaha has 67 dudes, including a couple of rookies that we're not really sure how they're going to do, but we think they should do good. Uh, Styles Robertson is on Rockstar Husky. He's coming in. Who knows what we're going to get there? We could get something great. We could get something completely just a bomb, and we don't know anything about and we don't see anything out of him the entire time. Uh, you have on Pro Circuit. Oh, boy. Really testing. You have another rookie, Seth Hamaker. We'll see how he does. Again, another one that no one's really sure what we're going to get out of him. Um, and then you have Jordan Smith on that team. So we will see what happens with him. Again, Jordan Smith has this tendency to hit the ground, and I'm not a fan of Jordan Smith for that reason. I don't think there's anything wrong with him as a person. I'm just saying based on your career, that's one thing I want everyone to know. Personally, against most of these guys, I have no beef whatsoever. It's strictly under the racing pretenses that I'm like, okay, you're an idiot. You get hurt all the time, etc. So these aren't personal attacks I'm putting out on these guys. So if anyone's thinking that, you know, just shut up. It's not that way. But anyway, um, so we'll see how Jordan Smith, he has championship speed, so he should be okay. But will he make it through the whole season? Will he get hurt in the first round? No one's really sure. We'll have to wait and find out. Uh, another person that we're going to have to watch out for here, Jeremy Martin on that star Yamaha. Has to be considered one of the favorites going in. Now, again, Jeremy Martin, I have very little faith as far as Supercross goes, but maybe he pulls something out. I don't know. It, it, he's the veteran of the class, and then we have his brother Amart, too. Now, Amart's not on a factory bike. He's on a man luck something-something Yamaha. 
Um, so we will see how he does. He's looking good. If you don't follow his channel, go follow it, uh, Troll Train, um, and uh, on YouTube, and you can follow some of his training stuff. And he looks pretty good on that Yamaha. Looks solid on the Supercross track. So we'll see what we get out of him. Not really sure how that bike's going to hold up. I mean, we know these Yamahas are fast out of the box, but if he can get his suspension set up where it's working right for him, he could be a, be a contender. Wouldn't that be funny to have both Martin brothers be a contender going into 250 West? And I think that's all I have for 250s for this week. Again, sorry that we're monologuing. Sorry that we're not uh, live in studio. When they bail on you, they bail on you. And I don't know what to tell anybody. I'm trying my best over here. So anyway, let's move on to 450s. Now, 450s last night, I watched a thing that Weege said, and he's somewhat right if you watch the races. This is Monster Energy Start Cross. The start. That first 40 seconds of the race is, I mean, it pretty much determines most of the race, especially last night. Kevin was right in saying last night that track was very one line. There weren't a lot of opportunities to pass. It was slick in spots, so it made it even more challenging. Um, and in the 450s, it showed. You have Justin Brayton and Zach Osborne, who haven't done anything all year, really. They both get a start. Osborne leads. Brayton leads. It was amazing. Osborne ends up pulling off that podium last night. If you went back two weeks, did anyone think that Osborne was going to pull off a podium anytime soon? Probably not, especially Justin. He would have sat here and told me that Osborne was worthless, this, that, and the other thing. But yet, here we are. He just got a podium. So now we're moving the ship in the right direction. We're headed in the right way now. So hopefully he can continue an upward trend there. Uh, Justin Brayton also was up there. Got eaten up really, really quick by Cooper Webb and Ken Roxon. Uh, Cooper Webb takes the lead pretty early there from Kenny and pretty much is pressured the entire race by Kenny. At one point, I think he had a few seconds on Kenny. Um, then Kenny reeled it back in, making a charge towards the end, but Webb did hold him off. I was really pulling for uh, Roxon to make a late race charge and get Webb really late uh, just to kind of boost some confidence back in the other direction. But all in all, I don't think Kenny's worried. He still has... Oh, goodness. 13-point uh, lead here, I believe. Yeah, he's 13 up on, on Cooper in second place. And, I mean, we're now seven, almost eight races in. So the championship in Kenny's mind, from what I understand, is now starting to start to take shape. He's He's been quoted as saying before that the championship doesn't even take shape till 10 races in. So we'll see here. We do have a break after Orlando 2 here next week. So... We will have Orlando 2, then we'll have a week off, and then we come back at Daytona. So that'll be interesting to see how this goes. Um, but Kenny, I think, is still in a really good spot. He still looked really good last night. Again, there just wasn't anywhere to really make time. There wasn't a whole lot of places to make passes without really shoving it in, which Kenny's not that guy. And, I again, I think he's smart enough to go, okay, cool, we're going to lose a few points to him. We've still got a 13-point lead, and we're still looking really, really good. Uh, Tomac. Bad start. Again, even for Tomac, that was a lackluster start last night. Comes back. Doesn't have a great night. Uh, Justin Barsha, challenging all night. He was right there in the fight. Um, but then, you know, just lacks that last little bit, especially on Webb and on Roxon. Um, and, again, you're starting to see everything kind of take shape. The guys at the top are at the top all the time. We have had some outliers. We've had some Braytons. We've had some Osbournes. We've had some uh, Dylan Ferrandis having, having podiums in there. But, realistically, you're looking at Webb, 
Kenny um, and Tomac as having most of the wins, most of the podiums. You know, you throw Barsha in there as well. He's there once in a while. And other than that, the, the real sad part is, and this goes back to my rant last week about the NBC and kind of not letting us watch stuff, is that if you go back in that pack and you go to, say, fifth place on back, fifth place to 15th place is like a freight train, and those guys are inside, outside, battling like crazy for every single spot. It is wild, absolutely wild how stacked this 450 class is. I mean, you go back to the LCQ, you have guys like Brock Tickle, Brandon Hartrath, um, Tyler Bowers, I mean, not even making the main. It was really unreal. There are a lot of good dudes that are not making the mains. A lot of badass 450 dudes not making the mains. So and it's only going to get worse. We're still missing Max Anstey. What is he going to do when he comes in? We're still missing Chase Sexton. What is he going to do when he comes back? Chase, you have to almost be guaranteed he's a, he's a 450 main event guy um Anstey who knows what's going to happen with him he could be a main event guy he could not be he could be like the rest of the uh of the twisted t team and be out back just battling in the lcq trying for one of those last spots it's a it's a really really tough tough time in the 450 class and is just basically making more more sense to open up that 250 class and let that be a wide open class uh the last guy we're going to talk about from the orlando one round who made his debut shane mcelrath and holy shit did he come in and make a splash he comes out in that 450 heat he gets the whole shot and he starts running away now tomac did track him down tomac did get by him but man was that impressive now I will say there were some people that were messaging me saying, oh, man, look at Shane, look at Shane. And I said, well, let's just wait for the main. And then we waited for the main. And once again, Shane was kind of, uh, you know, it was when you put everyone out on the track at the same time getting going, it turns into not quite as spectacular. I I will admit when, when that heat race started, I thought, oh, boy, we're going to get Shane of the 250 class. He's going to come out in his first race, whether it's the first one or not, and he is going to absolutely destroy people. Um, and, man, if he rode, if he could have rode the whole 20 minutes in the main and got a decent start the way he rode the first four minutes of that heat race, um, man, he could have he could have definitely been a podium threat last night. So I'll be interested to see going forward how he looks. I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. You get Shane comes back and he dominates like that, goes straight through to the main, and then you get like his teammate Brock Tickle doesn't qualify for the main. So <sighs> lots of moving and shaking last night. Again, everything is stacked. Sorry I don't have uh, people here to bounce ideas off of and talk, and you just have to listen to this monologue. But we must get the show out. The show must go on. So I'm here, like I said. Um, tried to get a couple of people on. I will do better next week at making sure I have more uh, stuff lined up. Hopefully, we can get some people in studio here. Hopefully, I can get the studio set up if I do shoot. Yeah, if I do shoot solo shows, so you guys can actually get some actual video of me instead of just uh, the picture on the screen like you see right now. So again, I do apologize. I know some of you guys are getting tired of this, but. We're just doing what we can with what we got. Unfortunately, we don't have a huge budget to be able to get people on all the time. We're, we're just rolling with what we got. So anyway, this has been another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show presented by TLR Coatings and Premier Custom Trailers, also sponsored by 
uh, JT Cycles and the Dirt Bike Depot com so make sure to check all them out links in the description below follow us on all the major social media networks listen to the fantasy show uh make sure to like subscribe and comment down below and we will be back next week with wrapping up orlando 2 first west coast race kev's first 450 race so we will see you all later